the panic pod that podcast talking about all things anxiety and panic i'm joshua fletcher psychotherapist and author overall mediocre average guy and i'm joined by ella g how you doing ella Hi, I'm Ella Jean. I'm a musician and a producer and um, the greatest artist that the world has yet to know. Um, I thought you really undersold that. yourself, so I just had to compensate for, for my... I wasn't expecting that. That was brilliant. <laughs> well, perfect antidote for my morose, boring introduction. Um, talking of morose and boring, we're going to look at the, the three Ds today. Uh, do you realize? Real, I'm telling you now. Real, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> the three D's are derealization, dissociation, and detachment. Frightening, horrendous um, symptoms of stress and anxiety, although harmless. And we will. If teach you put you on a... little glasses that are red and blue in one of the <laughs> eye lenses, then it's just 3D. No, yes. Do you remember those? They're really bad, weren't they? They're you horrible. Know, look at your cereal box in 3D, and <laughs> it just wasn't 3D. It just, no, it was just red just, and blue. Yeah, it just <laughs> it was. Yeah, derealization, dissociation, detachment, all part of the same unwanted flower. And we're going to talk through them today and demystify them. It's not that scary. They're not hurting you. You're not going insane. Uh, mm. Well, if you are going insane, it's nothing to do with your derealization, your dissociation and detachment. You should take off those glasses is what you should do. If you're take off your 3D glasses. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Uh, what's your understanding of any of these, if any? Ella, I know uh, we spoke about them in the past, but in general, what, what's your understanding of them? Yeah, so I think it really wasn't until starting to do this podcast and then that brought into my life, like learning more terms about like anxiety uh and then i heard the term derealization or was seeing it more and at first i thought oh that's something that i've never experienced or like i don't know what that's like because i sort of just imagine those memes where it's like someone's ghostly body hovering over their body like you you have an out-of-body experience that you've you you literally like are seeing things happen differently but then as i thought about it some more i thought about like times where um I've gone into a, a state of panic, like you just hear some really awful news or you go into shock and that feeling of like you freeze and your mind's processing something so quickly and it's almost like you 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 lose sensation in your body or you mm-hmm. you you start to you might observe things in the room and certain things can like stick in your memory that it's sort of a feeling of like all goes quiet or all goes numb. Um, and I started to think, oh, okay, actually, I think I think that that was derealization, or that was at least maybe on the spectrum of, of when people are using this term derealization, what it means. So um, I have sort of a vague understanding of it, and that I think I've experienced it in moments of, like, real shock and um, uh, not, not the same as, like, a low-level anxiety, but times when you receive some really bad news. And, um, but I, the way that I've heard people describe it, I also, uh, I, I think maybe my understanding of it could grow a bit more. No, it's, 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 it's a good answer. I mean, if we look at that, I, I band them together or they're banded together. I band them together actually, because they're all a product, derealization, dissociation and detachment are all a product of the body's 
fight, flight, or freeze response. Mm. Um, derealization is a, a product of stress. So when derealization is when we feel spaced out, we feel weird. If you walking around, you don't quite feel like you're here. Things look the same, but they don't feel the same. Many of my clients say it feels like you're living in the world that you see in the mirror, where you recognize everything, but you can't quite place what's up. It's when you feel like, yeah, just everything around you is not quite there. Your hand doesn't quite look look the same. And that's when it goes into depersonalization um, mm. or detachment. So derealization, depersonalization is when, yeah, you're you don't your body doesn't quite feel there your limbs don't quite feel attached to you your mm -hmm. voice doesn't sound like yours but you know it is um mm. your depth perception your in your perception of time is skewed uh and that for someone who hasn't dropped some wacky drugs at a festival um can seem quite strange mm -hmm. you know uh, and and that would you could worry about that for me it was the main trigger for my me first developing panic disorder was mm. this what on earth everything seems weird and what's going on here uh and yes yeah, so that's derealization and de de and depersonalization if you if you're applying it to the body mm. um and where yeah you just feel like detached from things and mm. and that's kind of that happens, um, I'll talk about dissociation in, in a minute, but um, derealization and depersonalization happens because it's a result of one, stress breathing. So when we stress breathe, we hyperventilate. Now I don't mean hyperventilate like, <gasps> but I mean slowly over days, we mm. breathe in more than we breathe out. So it might be, we might breathe in for 5.5 seconds and breathe out for 5.4 seconds. So that 0.1 means we keep topping ourselves up with more oxygen than we need to. And then as a result, you get all the funky symptoms, you know, like shortness of breath, derealization, whatever, that can be a trigger in itself. Mm -hmm. And um, so what you can, um, what happens is when that happens and then the fight or flight kicks in, so blood pressure, and blood flow in the brain gets redistributed around to your major muscles in your body, like your bum, your quads, your biceps, all the big muscles to help you fight and flight, mm -hmm. uh, fight and run away. Uh, and that also leads to a kind of a delay, a delay in the signal in the brain ever so slightly by a fraction of a second. And that's mm. why when we look around, everything feels weird. It's because mm. of that delay. But what's really interesting is that derealization is scary to people because... They don't understand it, but once you understand it, it's fine and it, and it always passes. You know, I mm. often say to clients, how many times have you got drunk? You know, mm. or oh, loads. And well, describe it to me. Oh, yeah, everything's a bit slower. Everything's a bit merry. Everything's, you know, a bit, uh, lights are a bit weird. and so, oh, Yeah, so you don't panic about that. So then mm. don't panic about derealization. And with mm. alcohol, you're actually putting poison in your body. Delicious <laughs> poison. But you're not mm. going to get, you're not going to do that with the realization there's an even more simple cause for it mm -hmm. um and and that's what happened i'll go on to detachment in a minute but um yeah derealization is the one that's not really spoken about a lot and i don't it's because it's really hard to put into words like mm -hmm. how, how would you ella go to your parents and say i'm struggling with derealization let's play a game let's role play 
So I'm your parent. Mm. You wish you'd have turned out way better if I was your parent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your parent sat there hilarious. smoking my pipe, eating my Werther's Originals, reading my, my broadsheet newspaper, and you coming over to me and say, try and explain to me what's happening with you. You're, you're experiencing derealization, depersonalization. Go for it. Right, I'm reading my newspaper. All right, Dad. Um, <laughs> trying to wrap my head around the reality in which no, I go up yeah. to um, to my mom who's who's playing on her iPhone, tweeting about the Raptors, and I say, "Hey, mom. Um, yeah, I just had this really weird thing where, um, yeah, like I was just folding laundry, but then I was thinking about something that I was really stressed about, and suddenly, like, I couldn't really see normally, and." Um, my hands didn't really feel like mine and like I would just continue doing the same thing but it all got a bit like fuzzy and I I just I yeah I can see what you mean it's hard to describe because when you actually think about like the physical sensations going through it it's like yeah, I feel weird everything feel looks weird. weird I don't feel deta- attached to reality mom and you I know feel- what one thing that I would add to that is don't talk about it because it's it's you sound mental. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and one thing that like I'd add to it as well is that like if you're in it in a moment of sort of having to carry on with life, like if this happened to you while you're at work or you're around your friends or something, like I've had moments where yeah, I've just got a text message that sent me into like derealization, and you use all of the effort that you have mentally and physically to just carry on being normal and that can be what makes it so strange as well is that like you're trying to just carry on being normal because you don't understand unlike oh i've i've had a beer that makes sense of like i'm in control of you know quote unquote in control of how how or why i'm feeling like this but when you when it's just happened to you you're using all of your mental effort just to stay in what appears to be in control Mm. at the same time that all the strangeness is happening that's just the one part that i wanted to add as well mm. yeah no absolutely like it, it, the, your last remaining energy to keep yourself together to show that you're not losing control etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. i mean let me reiterate this symptom is fine mm-hmm. if you're at mm-hmm. home it's not hurting you there's a perfectly uh, you know a perfect explanation as to why mm-hmm. you feel the way you do a lot of people associate derealization with panic attacks you know, mm. and importantly, it has their attention. You know, mm. like how many times you've gone to the dentist and they've given you a shot of Novocaine or you've had some laughing gas and you just feel off this planet. You kind of you kind of know why you're not like guessing or second guessing or going, am mm. I going insane? You're just going, mm. I know why I feel off this planet because mm. of the Novocaine, because of the laughing gas. Mm. But with derealization, it's the same. You know why you're derealized. You're stressed. How often have you been worried over the past week? How many? To, how how much of your day is committed to giving what ifs attention, trying to fix and problem solve and keep yourself productive, like we spoke about in the last episode, generalized anxiety. Um, and how much of that has been dedicated to rest, relaxation, digestion, sleep? Uh, and if there's an imbalance there you're going to experience that derealization and depersonalization. It's like your mind and body's way of saying, what are you doing? Like, just Mm. balance, please. Like, stop trying to build the Great Wall of China in a day. Just Mm. calm down. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what doesn't help is then we start worrying about the symptom of derealization and then keeping yeah. the threat response on. That's why you get, yeah. I mean, you get you get this diagnosis of depersonalization and derealization disorder or whatever it is, which, as we know, disorder means a fancy word for it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Um, when usually nine times out of ten they're just stuck in that loop of I'm derealized. Why am I derealized? Has it gone yet? It hasn't mm-hmm. triggered my threat response. Has it gone yet? It hasn't mm-hmm. triggered my threat response. Has it gone yet? <laughs> yeah, as, like, as you've it, said before, it doesn't really help any sort of like mental health issue that you have these big, scary medical names attached to every single one of them. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> yeah, that that what you're being told you have sounds like one of your limbs is about to fall off. It's just like... Yeah. All the amount of times I get... I'm coming to you, Josh, because I have health anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, um, ag- agoraphobia, intrusive thoughts, obsessive compulsive disorder, relational obsessive compulsive disorder. Uh, and I'm like, sounds like you're anxious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like you have an anxiety problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and let's look at the universal traits mm-hmm. that, uh, that, that run through all of those diagnoses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not to knock that. I mean, there are people that, they're they're grateful to finally get the uh, acknowledgement of that, but uh, but it can also just be jarring to to hear that this feeling like like it was for me like by by hearing that this thing that I've experienced that just felt like I was so anxious that I was gone into a distracted state is then described as dissociation and um, mm. depersonalization. It does it can make you feel like it's worse than a natural body response, which is what you're describing it as it is like. Well, yeah, well, dissociation is um, linked to trauma. And Mm. it's actually, it's a protective mechanism for us Mm. to separate us from traumatic experiences. Now I won't lay any explicit triggers down if anyone's struggling with PTSD, but in general, when people have gone through a trauma, mm. so a horrible experience that was traumatizing, you know, mm. there's some obvious ones that come to mind, and anything can be traumatizing. It's not just mm-hmm. I'm sat in the trenches and I've seen my comrades die, or, you know, or it's not necessarily war. It can be any trauma, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's assault in any form. Mm-hmm. seeing a loved one pass away in form and you can have complex mm-hmm. trauma as well where car accidents happen. car accidents as well that mm-hmm. happens and stuff like that uh, and what happens is with people that have been through trauma sometimes if for some people even a panic attack can be traumatic or or, mm-hmm. or a nervous breakdown in inverted commas can be traumatic and what happens is sometimes that memory remains unprocessed in the brain you know Mm. in the part of our brain called the hippocampus and so it doesn't get filed away where it needs to go so sometimes when we're reminded of that trauma we're then reminded of an unprocessed memory so if i've been Mm. attacked by someone let's say i've been attacked by someone with ginger hair and then i walk past someone with ginger hair a year later and that memory hasn't been processed, then that will trigger my fight or flight because the brain doesn't think thinks that I'm in danger. However, with trauma in particular, what the body does is it doesn't want me to experience that fully again. And mm. so it disassociates me. 
And disassociation is when you completely, yeah, have these out-of-body experiences. Sometimes you can have, be a fly on the wall. Sometimes mm -hmm. you could just be observing you rather than you experiencing it. And it's a, almost like a compassionate, protective mechanism for you not to experience how horrible that is or how horrible mm -hmm. it would be. But mm -hmm. on the downside, when people who are susceptible to PTSD, that memory then gets left on the to-do pile, to be filed pile, and, mm -hmm. and it can affect our daily lives. But again, that's a weird one, dissociation, and you can relive and have flashbacks and things. And we'll do a proper episode on post-traumatic stress disorder, but, but, but I just wanted to include dissociation in this because even people who panic and have extreme anxiety, that's traumatic, and mm -hmm. that can make them dissociate. What I'm saying and what we're saying is that that's normal. That's okay. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You're not broken. You know, you're weird in your own way, but those symptoms don't make you any more weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I always do this thing where I feel like I'm being too cheesy. So I have to balance it by being insulting. You know this about me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going back to the mum analogy, how would you explain that to your mum? Hey, mum. I walked past someone with ginger hair today and I dissociated. I felt like I was observing my own body and my heart started to pound, but then it wasn't. Then I felt numb. And then when I was back in my body, I felt like that this wasn't my reality. My hands didn't feel like me. My legs felt like jelly. I felt tall one second and short the other. I felt just quite strange and things were just very weird around me. Uh, your mom would be like, let's get the doctor on the phone. Exactly. Yeah. They, yeah. they do think that like that, did something else happen to you? Were you drugged that, that like, if you're just describing what happens, but that it's like a perfectly, uh, like in terms of your body, just trying to get itself back to homeostasis and like, you're trying to just, um, protect yourself. It is normal in that way. Like it's just normal in that kind of context. Like, um, I, uh, now this is, I guess it will tangentially relate to, to, um, dissociation, um, and, uh, depersonalization, but just like, as another example of just like the thought process that can happen, um, when, when an extreme sort of physical reaction happens, um, I had, uh, I, I definitely, I, I think I told you about this, Josh, what happened is that like, um, a few months ago, um, my family were all sat around and the conversation diverted to talking about like heart disease and like really like in detail, um, descriptions of the body and like what, what happens when like a, a heart disease going through an autopsy and like all this really, really graphic, like conversation around blood. And I don't like that type of stuff. I get really uncomfortable, but I was sat around with all my family and I didn't want to just like walk, walk away and leave or like be rude to, to the people that were sat there. So I was just like, I'm just going to stay calm and sit here. And, um, and then I, I had this really strange reaction. All of a sudden I, uh, I started to get a ringing in my ears and, mm. um, I felt like all of the blood had drained from my head. Um, and I didn't want to get up because I thought that if I get up, I, I wanted to go get a glass of water. Like my mouth is like instantly really dry and I wanted to stand up and get a glass of water, but I was, I it was so far into it. And within like five seconds, I was like, if I stand up right now, I might fall over. Like I might trip and fall and mm. faint. I don't want to do that either. And I felt like I was about to faint. Um, and then I just, 
I, I thought that I must have, did I eat something weird? Is there something in, in like, was mm. like, was this some, some kind of food poisoning thing? Like what, what, and you're thinking of all, like you're thinking past the, the past few minutes to go like, what's just happened? Um, anyway, uh, got really close to fainting, but didn't. Um, I managed to actually in the midst of my ears ringing and like could barely even like focus on one person in particular in the circle. I just like very calmly sort of like diverted the conversation and brought up a different topic, um, mm. just slightly different to, to kind of change the conversation. And, um, I looked it up later cause I managed to not faint and just the conversation carried on. I kept breathing and everything sort of went back to normal. And, mm. um, I looked up and there's this like really particular, um, physical response that can happen to people when they see the sight of blood or you talk about needles or you're about to get a needle or you talk about yeah. it's only related to like only related to um when your body sort of like you you get so engrossed in talking about something really physically harmful happening that your body thinks that it's happening to you and it's unlike unlike other cool. forms it's of called of, vasovagal syncope yes that's what it is Vasovagal syncope, yeah. Um, yeah which I think when I first read it on like WebMD, I was like, vasovagal syncope. So I'm glad to hear you say it properly. Vasovagal <laughs> oh, syncope. syncope. I just call it, I call, just call it syncope. I know it's vasovagal, but I yeah. don't know. I'm going to put that in the, in the bio so that people can at least copy and paste the term and understand no, it what it means. Syncope. It but is syncope. Yeah. I've, just, I've just Googled it's, it then. What a yeah. moron. I'm a no. fraud. You've been listening but, to these podcasts. I'm a fraud. I don't know. Vasovagal <laughs> or vasovagal. Either way. I mean, we're two sides of the Atlantic accent wise here, so we can we can have our differences. But yeah, it was interesting because um it's um unlike other t- types of like anxious responses where usually your blood pressure raises and your your heart rate increases and all the things um normal to like feelings of fear and anxiety that happen normally your blood pressure drops, your legs fill with blood to, so that was the sensation of like, I couldn't like that. Uh, I felt like all the blood left my head and mm. yes, yeah, it's this really weird, like opposite sensation that happens. But what was interesting in terms of like, yeah, it was like, I knew all these things that were about to happen, but even as I was going through it, like mm. you, I was still thinking like, did I eat something bad? Like, did I not drink enough water? Like, what yeah like what else is happening and it's just that as that's happening um even your own mind can go through like have i been drugged <laughs> like you you genuinely i didn't really realize until like i really yeah. had the time to process it afterwards to go oh no that does make sense because in the conversation like just leading up to that we were talking a lot about blood and so i went into this like totally different state yeah. um uh yeah but, no, definitely yeah, yeah. And, and and as a, a, minor, a minority of people do have that as a trigger and you're right it is a form of kind of dissociating yeah yeah i've, I've um yeah i've talked to the people about that who i've only ever had it um one other time in my life when i was taking a babysitting course and the the topic of impalement came up and i had to leave the room and i never understood why that was <laughs> until i found out this stuff later um I so does the topic of impalement come up i mean i could i talk some nonsense but my god <laughs> taking first aid and um yeah talking about like house party like yeah to talk about impalement yeah to like a group of of 13 year olds taking a babysitting course it was like 
you know, if you're in the <laughs> unlikely situation, a child gets a pencil crown through their hand, what should you do? And it was like, oh gosh, like, do we really have to go to tick that box on the first aid course? We had to do that. It was bizarre. Anyway, just, just, just pick them up and start drawing with. <laughs> 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 uh, sorry, back to uh, uh, sorry to anybody who's That's having a plasma bagel syncope episode right now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but it is a form. It is a form of um, of dissociation. Yeah, um, and, and it's the it's the body's reacting. Yeah, the body's reacting. Yeah. It's like a, a certain. Um, it's a reaction that wants to protect you. Like it's it's um, like a disordered reaction, really, because mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it's. If, 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 forgive me for this imagery, but you know, if, if, if being attacked by a lunch, bunch of lions, I don't want to then observe myself being eaten by a bunch of lions. Oh, yeah. uh-huh, so, uh-huh. so what happens is that protective mechanism kicks in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a far escape from people with just having derealization, but mm-hmm. it's it's all part of the same kind um, of a similar kind of mechanism. Well, that's mm-hmm. a different mechanism. That's a mechanism in response to trauma, and derealization mm-hmm. is a response to stress. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yeah, and that's and that's yeah. what you could have. Yeah. Derealization, depersonalization are a response to stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dissociation is a response to trauma, and I think that's really helpful for people to realize. Oh, and by the way, all are fine. They don't mean any. There's anything wrong yeah. with you. You don't need to do yeah. anything. Like all are fine. Obviously. You, it's helpful to seek help, specific help. If every time you see blood, you faint, you know. I think there's ways you could go around, or go around that, but that's for a minority of people. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there'll be anxious people listening, going, "But what if the next time I see blood, I faint? Oh my god, what if that happens to me?" Well, if that's you, that's 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 my fault. Sorry, I put that in your head. Uh, in fact, let's let's blame Ella. That's even better. Yeah, you could definitely blame me. And and actually, um, because uh uh my partner also had an episode of it, and so we had a conversation about like, well, you know, what what harm it in in it is there? And really, um, people who have suffered from it, like another friend of mine, I was, I was talking about. He he had a similar thing in like a health class. You know, like conversation got way too heavy, and he was way too involved. And then just fainted. Luckily, didn't get hurt or anything. He was just sat in a chair. But that, um, I think, if once you know that about yourself, you can exercise self compassion to go. I need to leave Absolutely. now. Like I, I can't take this. Or like I'm getting, you know, you. Um, it's sort of like when your leg falls asleep, or like you, you don't realize how much in your head and in what the other person is saying you are. Mm-hmm until you're like really far deep in it. So I think another useful tool is like to, if you're walking around or you're like doing something physical to remember that you are safe in your body, it also helps you being fully engrossed in the topic yeah. that's being said. And also just knowing, yeah, at a certain point, like if you need to leave somewhere, like you need to just, you can, you can, yeah, save yourself the, the fear of fainting by just, just leave. With, it doesn't with, happen that with, quickly. With so. association, I'd say that's okay. But if it's with derealization, don't you dare leave. Don't you dare run mm-hmm. away. You know, mm-hmm. ever. If you go, oh, I need, I feel derealized. I need some space out. No, you don't. You're going to sit exactly where you are until that response passes because mm-hmm. derealization mm-hmm. is not dangerous. However, if you're dissociating and, and really don't want that, because it's as a result of tra- like it's a trauma response, then of course you you, mm-hmm. you do you do things in your own way. And again, we'll do a specific episode on that.
there's a cool word if you've not know it if you don't know it so far that I love patronizing listeners vasovagal syncope not syncope yeah. you know like I've been mispronouncing like a moron I must have been so, judged so harshly at parties in the it's past how it looks though it's how it looks on the page it makes perfect sense yeah, yeah true 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 yeah. yeah just to recap derealization is a result of stress over breathing and hyperventilating over a long period of time this then triggers uh, along with the, an anxious threat response which causes blood flow from the brain to go into the muscles leaving less blood pressure in the brain and with too much oxygen and this leads to a slight delay in signal i can't even remember what it was now but it's not yeah, a delay like- in signals you don't need to know about it it's fine um and this leads to yeah derealization where everything feels weird, everything looks weird. You feel like you're living in a dreamland. You recognize everything, but it doesn't feel like you're there. Uh, mm. Also with depersonalization, you can hear your own voice. It, it, it doesn't sound like you. Your limbs mm. feel strange. You might be feel a bit off balance. Your hands don't look like your hands. You start to get really existential thoughts as well, which I forgot to mention about, what am I? I'm just an mm-hmm. animated vessel of flesh walking around on two feet in a world spinning around in the middle of the universe. What am I? Who am I? Et cetera. That's part of depersonalization too. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely do an episode on existential anxiety. That's been fun. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then, but then to separate that from the third D, which is, dissociation and that's a part of us a protective mechanism that, that's that's engaged when we are if experience trauma people with ptsd mm-hmm. will dissociate because the brain's confused and thinks you're reliving that trauma hence why mm-hmm. you can have out-of-body experiences or flashbacks etc etc and it's trying to kind of if, if you're basically the principle is if you're not there in that reality experiencing that and you have dissociated from it then you don't fully experience that trauma and it's done that to protect mm-hmm. you. A bit like a gazelle being mauled to death in front of its children by a pride of lions. You don't want to be part mm-hmm. of that, so it dissociates you from that. And on that very mm-hmm. happy note, I think we should... It's been a pleasure. That. It's been an absolute pleasure talking about passing out and um, feeling oh, out of touch. Yeah, and for the minority of people that do have that vasovagal syncope, yeah, that's true. And You're, we can be in a club together. You're hanging out with me. I'll do a spin-off podcast called Vasovagal Syncope. <laughs> it'll be like the Colbert Rapport. And we'll talk about all those times. No, um, in all seriousness, it yeah, you can Google it if it if it brings you some comfort to look at Vasovagal Syncope and it's experienced by a few people you know another thing is just if you ever think you're going to be in a situation sit down sit down on the ground sit down in a chair wherever you're at like then if you faint you know you'll be fine it's it's not it's not going to harm you seriously it's really really not to be scared of yeah yeah okay lovely i will catch you next time ella where we will talk about something else exciting Mm um i've also we've also got some guests coming up we've got um I'm interviewing Ben Aldridge in a couple of uh, a couple of weeks, which I'm looking forward to, uh, and we've got some other special guests lined up, which would be really nice. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, season two, baby! Yeah, season two, the best mm-hmm. season, always, in every good comedy. Always, yeah, yeah. It's always <laughs> better. See you later, Ella. See ya, bye. Bye bye.